0: أهلا بكم في حلقة ستيفن جيتس من أسك ديزاينر بودكاست. ستيفن دي عن الكرياتيڤيتي، عن الأرت بلوك، عن عن حاجات كتير تساعدك تبقى ديزاينر uh, So the first question who is Steven? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um... It's
1: a good question. So I, I've been a designer my whole life. Um, my father worked in an advertising agency. So I've been a paid designer since I was 12 years old. I worked in an advertising agency for a long time, um, left there and went to work for a hotel company, Starred hotels, for about nine years. Um, Whenever I was there, did a lot of work with Apple and Google and a lot of other companies like that. Uh, After my time there, I spent three years as the first global head of design for Citibank, um, which is obviously one of the big global banks. And then for the last two years, uh, I've been the chief design evangelist for Envision, so the design prototyping software company. And, you know, it's been an interesting ride doing all of that. And for what's it been on the last three and a half years, I've had a personal passion project uh called the Crazy One Podcast, which I've done I think right as of right now, about ninety three episodes on all I sorts of things. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah so yeah I think yeah we're somewhere around 90 somewhere in the 90s. Um <laughs> it has to do with creativity with leadership with um a lot of things that go into and around um designing creativity.
0: Okay so you know uh, what is creativity? I know you're talking about creativity. What is your definition for creativity? For me
1: the the definition of creativity is the unique way everybody solves a problem. I think it's why if we gave a problem to everybody who is listening you would probably get a, a lot of different solutions back but I think that's what it is it's just it's the process how we all solve problems in our own
0: unique way. Um, there is a creative process uh, a process that uh, makes something uh, creative.
1: Um I think, you know, calling it creative process, probably, it's always an interesting way of being able to phrase it because many times a process is if I do the exact same things, I get the exact same results, right? A recipe is a process. And if you follow it, you should get the same food every time. I think creativity is a little bit different just because there's not necessarily a right answer to things. And I think, again, everybody's going to do it a little bit differently but i think that's the it's the magic and the challenge is that it's going to be different for everyone
0: okay so um when you are interviewing someone a designer how do you know if he's a creative or not
1: um i think a lot of it for me is i I do a few different things I, i think one is i whenever i look at their portfolio whenever i look at their design work I want them to tell me the story of it. I think, you know, it, it's it's great if it looks good. Obviously, if it looks good, that probably is what got you the interview. But for me, I really want to understand how do they think? What were the problems they had to overcome? Who did they have to work with? Those sort of things, you know, for starters, to be able to kind of understand what the process was. And And one of the things that I'll often do as well during the interview process is if it is somebody who we think has good potential, if it's somebody who we think we would want to hire, that we'll ask them to come in and take about an hour-long test, where what we're going to do is to ask them to solve a problem, to be able to do those sort of things, to be able to actually see how they think and to be able to see how they work. And because I think, unfortunately, there are few too many people who are good storytellers, but aren't really able to deliver on the stories and what it is they say they can do.
0: Okay, storytelling, uh, as you mentioned, became a huge uh, topic in the last uh, five years, I think. So what is your advice for people to be a good storyteller?s Well,
1: I think, I think what I would say the best advice is understand how you tell stories because a lot of the people who i work with or i coach or give advice to are trying to tell stories like other people and not like themselves and so i think you know that's been a big part of my journey and or things like that is to figure out yeah how do you tell a story is it are is it good if you are funny or serious are you are you very passionate are you very detail oriented like what what is your sort of storytelling style, for starters. And then I think from there, it's also to make sure and you are thinking about the audience you are telling it to. If I'm going in for an interview, I'm probably going to tell a more detailed, I'm probably going to tell a little bit more of a thoughtful story that I've thought about ahead of time, than if I'm just telling a joke, or again, if we're just sort of casually talking, or if I'm standing in front of a group of several thousand people giving a speech that all of those stories need to be a little bit different because the audience is different. So I think part of it is, is knowing your style, but also realizing that ultimately is what a story is, is it's, it's something you're doing for your audience. And so thinking about them and making sure that what you're communicating, the story you're telling, is something that's really going to, to resonate and something that they're going to understand. Uh,
0: so let's move to the next topic is the value, design, value of the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, people here are don't know what is the value of design. So if you some if you see some um uh, person, how do you communicate uh, the value of design to him?
1: It's a good question. I think it, it's a question everybody's asking really kind of all over the world right now about you know what is what is the value of design, how do we know what its impact was? How do we do things like that? Um you know, for me, I think it, it's a little bit of understanding that design and creativity are two different things. And I think, you know, in many cases, the value that people are looking for, the, the value when people talk about it is much more in the, the value of creativity. It's in problem solving. It's in about thinking in things in a different way. And that design is then how do we actually give that thinking shape? How do you see it? How do you use it, interact with it, do things like that? So I think part of it is getting people to understand that I think what they're they're probably really looking for is to find creativity. And that that is what I think in many cases, what a lot of us are able to bring to a process, a client, a project, whatever it is is the ability to think about things differently and to be able to do things like that. Um, But I think, you know, in many cases, you see that the way business has changed people and consumers, anybody who buys something, uses something has started to understand that they like things that have better design. This is why Apple is popular. This is why a lot of these sort of brands that invest in design and Nike and other ones do so well. So I think, you know, one of the things that that I've done with some of my work is to actually go out and measure if you look at companies that have really good design teams, or they have a lot of creativity, and you look at that versus companies who don't, right? Like they, they don't have very good design, they don't have very good creativity. The thing that you start to see is that the value really starts to become clear. Because there are things like, on average the ability to actually get the work done. Teams that are actually really good in design or companies that invest in it are on average able to get it done about four or five times faster. They're able to get it to market about six times faster. They're able to do it about five times cheaper. But also those companies, the actual value, that the amount of money they make tends to be about 26 times more than companies who don't invest or don't understand design. So I think it also it's not just to make things look good, but that there is real business value in investing in design.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to uh, go, I'm going to back a question. Uh, what is your advice to people who want to learn design, who want to go going to learn design?
1: Um, I think the advice for people who want to learn design is probably in two different parts. I think part of it is you need to learn the tools, right? No matter what that is, if it's an illustrator, learn how to draw. If it's, you know, you want to do app design, you need to learn sketch. If it's like whatever that is, you're going to need to go out and learn the tools and the applications and the the things that are going to be used to create the work. But... I think that you need to use those tools to the point where they let you create your ideas and that you understand that the real value is going to be in what you create, not necessarily how you create it. Because I think too many people get caught up in technology or they get caught up in using a particular tool And that at the end of the day, whenever you design something and the people you design it for use it, they don't see or understand any of that. They just know, I like the app. I like this piece of art. I like whatever it is. And that all of those sort of things sort of fade away. So I think, you know, it's important for us to understand the craft of how to do it, but it's really understanding at the end of the day that that's that's just so that we can actually create the experiences and create the ideas because how those come to life is going to be what really matters to people.
2: So some people get uh, stuck in creative block and uh, don't know how to deal with the creative What's your advice to them?
1: Um, Yeah, I think whenever you get stuck or you get blocked, it's hard to know what to do. I think what I'll often tell people is... Whenever you're working, start to pay attention to what do you do whenever you feel really creative and how do you do that more often? Like for me, I need to be off in a quiet place. I can listen to music, but it probably shouldn't have words or it shouldn't be music that I know because that's too distracting that I like to just sketch and try a lot of different ideas. And you know, for me, that's I've learned to be able to do that because that's just the way I work. But I think part of it is, like I said, understand that part of the block may be just in the way that you're working. If you're in a really loud environment, if you're not giving yourself time to think, if you're doing different things, you may actually be causing the block to be able to happen. But I think the other part of it is you need to keep yourself inspired. You need to be able to kind of put fuel in the engine or or do whatever that would be. And so a lot of it for me is to go out and make sure that I am, if I want to produce great design, I need to consume great design. So no matter what that is, it could be a painting, it could be an app, it could be a song, it could be a TV show. It could it could be any of those sort of things. But to make sure that I'm doing things and I'm sort of helping to get some of the energy back that I'm putting out there. So I'm staying refreshed. I'm staying inspired. I'm staying so that there are those sort of things that are giving me that kind of energy because I think a lot of creativity is mental. It is how do you feel? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel those sort of things? Um, A lot of what I've actually studied has been around sports psychology. If you study athletes, you'll see if you're a basketball player, if you're in a really good state of mind, if you feel inspired, if you've been doing those sort of things, then going out and playing well becomes much easier than if you're down, you're frustrated, you're angry, you tend to not play nearly as well. So I think sort of recognizing that you need to take care of yourself, you need to keep yourself in a good headspace, you need to keep yourself inspired, and that it can't just be, okay, well, you know, I'm going to work all these crazy hours, I'm going to do this stuff, I'm not going to get any sleep, I'm not going to do that and then think you're going to still be able to be really creative.
2: Okay, so uh, we need to take care of uh, us to take care uh, to uh, <clears throat> not get uh, stuck with creative block.
1: Yeah, because I, I think that's, again, creativity is more, I think, art than science. And it is, yeah, it's taking care of yourself and keeping yourself inspired and doing all those things because it's, it is... It's all completely how your brain works.
2: Okay, Uh, So there uh, (laughs) there is a creativity and there uh, innovation. What is the difference?
1: Uh, It's a good question. I think creativity is a process, right? I think you can... Creativity is how you solve a problem. It could be a very simple problem. It could be a very complex problem. I think you could come up with a solution that everyone has done or you could come up with a solution that no one has done. And so I think, you know, creativity is just more the the process that you go through to solve the problem. Innovation is then, are you doing something new? Are you doing something different? Are you actually doing things that people want that maybe they didn't even know that they wanted? And I think that, you know, innovation is is more focused on the new, on the different, and and on things that sort of will set you or your company apart from everybody else, oftentimes because nobody else has done them before.
2: So if I created something uh, that didn't create it before, that is innovative, right?
1: Well, again, I think you can create something that nobody's created before, but if nobody wants it or it doesn't work, then it's probably not innovative.
2: Okay, like uh, iPhone. (laughs)
1: It's yeah, a, and that's the thing is I think, you know, and, and I like people, their phones had been around before, but nobody had combined that, you know, the the touchscreen and, and those sort of things in that way to create something that was different and that it created something that everybody immediately, whenever they saw it, wanted it. Because I think, you know, if you look at, you know, there's a lot of other manufacturers who made a lot of other phones. And maybe they were sort of interesting, but if nobody wanted them, then again, they weren't really seen as. Because innovation, I think, often will change the way people think, or it changes an industry, or it changes. Because again, after like the iPhone came out, phones were never the same again.
2: Okay, so uh, a lot of questions jump to my head now. I uh, wanna <clears throat> go back and ask you about your design process. Okay. So what is your design process?
1: Yeah, my process is interesting. I think, you know, what I try to do is to start by understanding what is the problem that I'm being asked to solve and why do we want to solve it? Because in many cases, that way I know, you know, whenever I've actually come up with something, is it successful? Does it meet what somebody was asking for or not? In many cases, once I understand what the problem is, then that's the case whenever I actually want to go out and work with and watch and talk to the people who I'm going to be designing for. And in many cases, whenever I do that, what I'm looking for is how do I solve this problem in a different way, but how do I do it in a way that people want? So, you know, there were a lot of different things. Whenever I worked at Starwood, which is a hotel company, I lived in a hotel for 364 days because I wanted to make sure that I really understood what it was like to live in a hotel for that amount of time because it's just different if you travel that much. Um, I wanted to, whenever I worked on automotive or I worked on car companies, I went out and I went to talk to people in dealerships. I went to automotive plants. I went to gas stations because it really was kind of making sure that what I'm thinking about is something different and that it is what people want. So yeah, for me, it's very much starting there to figure out, okay, what do people want? Maybe there are things that are a part of this problem that are gonna be something a little bit different. And then whenever I start to understand that, that's when I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna start thinking about you know, what are the different ways that I can do this? What are the different, you know, sort of ways that I can solve the problem? Um, and that's when I start to do brainstorming. I want to start doing design. I want to start doing sketching. I want to start doing a lot of other things. Uh, and then I want to take those back to those sort of people. I want to take them back to be able to see, you know, does it work for them? Do they like it? What do they think? And then just sort of keep doing that cycle over and
2: over again. So I uh, I listen to... Uh High-resolution podcast, your episode, mm-hmm. and I, I could a question from that episode. Uh, one minute, how critical you think communication is, are to a designer? This question is from that episode.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, that the the reality is, I think, you know, how you communicate with people is incredibly important, right? Because at the end of the day, if you can come up with a great idea, you can come up with something fantastic. If you can't communicate it to other people, if you can't get it built, if you can't get people to fund it, if you can't get your company to launch it, or to do whatever that is, then that idea doesn't really go anywhere. So I think, you know, that often is a a big part of a designer's journey is often when you're in university or whenever you're First, learning, you're doing whatever projects you want. You're doing it in the time that you want. You're doing it with people who you like. And that, you know, as you get into business and as you start to do more, the challenge is how do you communicate it? How do you be able to talk about it? I think also because one of the things that I've learned, probably the hard way, is that as a designer, in many cases, we can talk about an idea. We can talk about something we want to do and we can visualize what that is in our head. We can see the colors. We can see the design. We can see what it is we're talking about. A lot of the other people who we work with can't. So, before you take the time and do all the work and have all the ideas and create all the designs, you need to somehow communicate what it is you want to do, why they should believe in it, why they should trust you, do a lot of these sort of things. So, I think, you know, for a lot of those sort of reasons, but like I said, mainly because you know, again, the way that we see the world or see an idea is probably not the way everybody else is going to see it. Um, It starts to make it really, really important that we're able to communicate it so that other people can understand.
2: Okay, as you mentioned before, there are a lot of people focused on uh, the tools, focused on learning Mm -hmm. tools, not uh, how to think, not how to be creative. Um, We are here, have a lot of of those people. How can we... uh, take them from that uh, point to also point to be to learn them, <clears throat> to learn them how to be creative think, uh, I, I
1: think that the best way that I know to do it is to start to take what it is you're building and put it in front of the people who are going to use it because whenever it's just about the technology or it's just about using the tool. You get very, very focused on how well you use that tool, how fast it works, how well you do it, how you know, many tricks do you know, and things like that. Like I said, those are all great, and, and those are all, it's all good to be able to know those things. But if those aren't yielding and producing work that people want, that they want to use, that they want to buy then it's just, again, you're you're really fast at producing things that nobody wants. So in many cases, that's the thing to me is to be able to say, look, that's what really matters is that we want to produce something that people want. We want to produce something that changes something. It changes a company, an industry, a country, a something, right? It's going to be able to do things differently. But ultimately, that's what I'll tell a lot of young designers is that for me, my laptop, social media, all my apps, whatever it is, it's no different than a pencil. If I have nothing to write, if I can't make a mark that means something, if I can't hold it and use it in a way that produces something that somebody cares about, none of that really matters. And so I think, you know, as far as we've come with technology, as far and as like as amazing it can be, and then I think at the same time, you know, all of that has changed, but then not much has really changed at all because it still is about creating something no matter what the tool is that people want and that they really care about and and do those sort of things. So yeah, I think it's just, it's getting people to see that, you know, yeah, the, the tools are important and you know, there's a reason for them to be there, but it's, it's the mark that they make and it's the thing that you create that ultimately is the most important.
2: Yeah. Uh... I finished my questions, so if you have uh, an advice or something you want to tell us, just go, please.
1: Oh, yeah, I I think we, you know, for me, the advice I usually give is some of what we've already talked about, that, you know, as a designer, you want to create things that people, that your opinion and what you want isn't everything. I think it's a lot because you want to you want to do something different you want to bring your own unique voice to things you want to you know be able to do something that nobody's done before and and that's really important but you can't lose sight of the fact that people still need to want it and that you know ultimately you're producing it for someone but i think the other part of it for me is that as a designer as a creative person it is incredibly important that you take the time to understand what is your creative process and to understand kind of who you are and what makes you different. I see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of resumes and portfolios where it is just filled with where somebody went to school or where they went to university, where they've worked, and then a bunch of screenshots or photos of what they've designed. And then they're wonder or frustrated about why they don't, have a better career why they don't get better jobs and i think it it is hard sometimes to wanna stand out i think that it is hard to say that i'm different from everybody else but i think you know especially whenever you are creative that being different is doesn't mean bad or weak or less it means that you are doing something that is different you are bringing an opinion and doing something that is different than everybody else. And that's what I usually ask people to do is to think about who's your favorite artist or your favorite musician or somebody like that. And I guarantee you that whoever that person is got famous or is successful because they weren't just like everyone else. They decided they were going to do something different. And I think that is the whole, that's why I had started my podcast. That's why I called it the crazy one was because for me, it really was about trying to encourage people and getting them to understand that making peace with who you are and that understanding that all the reasons why you are different is actually what makes you strong and it's what makes you really creative at a time whenever sometimes you may feel like that's the thing that may actually make you weak or that you may you may get nervous or uncertain about thanks
0: yeah thanks so much for having me كده تكون حلقة ستيفن خلصت مستني طبعا اسئلتكم ارائكم على البيج او الايميل وسيزون 2 كده خلص منتظر السيزون 3 ان شاء الله هيكون جامد جدا وشكرا لكم